Now, I did tell you that uh, Joe Rooney, a.k.a. Father Damo from Father Ted, uh, was going to be our next guest, but he's running up the street as we speak, so I've decided to do the executive chair first, and welcome to the executive chair, a man who's created huge employment uh, in this area, and he's Mr. Paddy Matthews, the managing director of Matthews Kochar. Paddy, you're very welcome to the programme. Thank you very much, Bobby. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, uh, I'm, again, fascinated by your business, Matthews Kochar, fleet of 43 vehicles, uh, and you operate a commuter services between Dublin and Dock, Drogheda, Bettystown. You're carrying nearly 5,000 people a day, Paddy. That's, That's an incredible right. amount of people. Yeah, well, <clears throat> at the start, we thought we'd be lucky to carry a 1,000. Carrying 5,000 now has really blown my mind. And, how did uh, and that, it's still growing. Yeah, and, and, and how did that sort of... Co- tell us your story. Because, uh, you know, to go from, like, to, to reach that scale... Those, those heights in, in a relatively short period. How did it all come about? Uh, well, I suppose we started off in 1995 with one little minibus, and the reason we bought the minibus was because uh, the car was too small. We had three foster children with three kids of our own, so we bought a minibus to carry the kids. Uh, and it come with a school run and a football run, and that was the start of Matthew's coaches. <clears throat> but we piddled away with that for a few years. But in 2004, 2003, the motorway was open between Dundalk and Dublin, full stretch. Uh, nobody seemed to be interested in doing anything on it. <clears throat> I come from a trucking background and I'd been driving all over Europe and I'd, as we go down the M6 to England you'd see the National Express going from Glasgow to London and from Edinburgh right. all over. So I said maybe we could do something like this from Dundalk to Dublin. So that was the gem of an idea. We applied for a license and it took about 18 months but we eventually got the license and that was the start of it. Yeah and, and I can imagine the complexity around you know uh, that sort of, you know, yeah. bus airing and all that uh, bureaucracy, let's call it, around. So, so that was your first trick, was getting the licence. And, and how long do the licences go for? How does it all work? Uh, they're renewed every seven years. Seven years, yeah, okay. But, uh, right. So, so again, you got the licence. And then let me talk to you then about... Who, so you're competing then against the state operator. Yeah. Uh, Irish Rail, I suppose, is another Absolutely. competitor. Yeah. The, the, the regular vehicle, uh, again, the improvement on the road, yeah. you would have said, would have put more cars on the road yeah. uh, on the basis that it was easier to access. Well, it is. It's easier to get to Dublin than a car, but when you get there, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> you can't, it's not everywhere you can drive. It's not everywhere you can park. So, uh, like We are actually campaigning to get, the motorway, to get a bus lane extended out a little bit further on the motorway, the same as going into Belfast in the morning, where you could have a little bit more access from, say, the Lusk turn off there into Dublin. Is that where you get where you get choked you up? Start, a bit? We start getting choked up there in the morning and slowing us down, so we could get. I know we could get a, a more access if they could. Just the way it's, it's done on the M1 in the north. It's done there for about three, four hours in the morning from uh, six, I think, till ten, right. only, and that lets the buses into the city earlier. So it takes a lot of the cars out of the city. It also puts a lot more people on the Lewis that. We've spent millions developing, so... It's also very interesting as well, uh, Paddy, that your business really thrived during the recession. And I think, you know, against the run of play, uh, and I think you put that down to yourself, is that maybe students... Uh, who would have ordinarily lived in flats or bedsits or whatever in Dublin started to live at home and commute up to the city. Was that that, that would have been the, the start of it? Okay, like on the 
our main business up till that was a Sunday evening we were loading the bus with the, the big knapsacks of all the contents of Mammy's fridge and the pockets bulging with Daddy's pocket money for the spending copper face jacks in these places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with the recession that all changed and now looking up and down every day so that was a big, big boost to us. The second thing to go then was the family car. It was two cars in every house. Yeah. So Daddy was told your car's going, you're going to commute on the bus. Yeah. And I need the car to take the kids to school. So that's basically was another big boost to us as well. So the tax saver thing kicked in then as well. So we could do the tax saver ticket where they can claim yeah, where a lot of relief on that. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's interesting to see kind of the dynamics at play that, yeah. that again, you know, where there is, is recession, there could often be opportunity. And I think your, your business is a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Tell me about um, a couple of things that we might know about you. You were very involved in the London Olympics. That's correct. Yeah, we spotted an opportunity there as well. So we sent uh, 15 coaches and 30 drivers out to London. That was a bit of a, a marathon event, but it was absolutely fabulous. You know what I mean? There were great people to work with. And <clears throat> it looked for a wee while that the last Olympics might have been reverted back to London, so they were in touch with us again over that. London people were... Are we able to make a few pounds there? You are? Oh, we definitely. Yeah. <laughs> we made more than we thought we were going to make. That's good. good. <laughs> the, st- the sterling played a major role in it as well at the time. Another interesting fact is um, on, your, on your buses that you have alcohol locks. Uh, tell me how they work. They're a brilliant device. They, um, every driver, he gets into the bus, the first thing, he switches on the bus, but then they won't... The ignition won't kick in until he blows into the alcoholic and gets an alcohol-free result. Wow. So, so basically, if he's any stress of alcohol in his system from the night before or anything like that, the bus is going nowhere. Wow, that's great. It's uh, bit, it, it, it could be a bit of a... We absolutely have no problem with it. I'd say in the, since we put it in, we've had a bit too slight... Fail. Well, there's no... It's a grey area, but for someone had to go home for a couple of hours and come back. Like, the, the professional limit is a lot lower than the... Yeah than the ordinary driver's limit. So it's, it's a very, very tight margin. So yeah. the guys just know that. But you're getting a much better driver in the bar. He's coming to his absolutely low trace of alcohol. He's in good form. His head's not hanging out. So he's in better form with the customers and takes better okay, care well, of the Okay, well, listen, vehicle. it's been a true pleasure to talk to you. And again, you're, 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 you're the type of business there that, that, that I love to talk to, somebody who's worked hard all his life, who's built up a business from nothing and is now bringing 4,500 people every day up to Dublin on your coaches. Paddy Matthews, uh, big round of applause for him, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>